0: hello 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 everyone um hi Mac, you okay
1: i'm super uh, thank you so much i'm really really looking forward to this session and
0: uh, i'm feeling great thank you chris good stuff so we can see people are already uh jumping on the call it's amazing we've got some people already uh talking in the chat hello yeah. to sophie johan Normal. hopefully I've said that name correctly, Nirmal, Annette is yeah. typing um, Harry's typing, this is a great start um, so awesome. we'll probably leave it one minute uh, for people who are waiting to join, I'm sure finishing their meetings and hi Lauren, hi Kes Have apologies if I've got your name wrong um, oh yes some awesome yes awesome right it's two minutes past i anticipate a few more people will join but they will not get my introduction so let's kick things off so welcome everyone to the evolution nordics exchange uh today i'm joined by Mats Johansson, who's a friend of evolution and we are so honored to have him here here at evolution we are passionate about two things adding value to the Nordic tech community and helping customers scale with awesome freelancers. Today, we'll be looking at the former. We are listening via webinar today, uh, but this will also be available on the fastest growing Nordic tech podcast. And the links will be uh, below. Or we'll be giving at some point. Um, today, we're discussing with Max from software engineer to engineering manager um and yeah we've got some questions so if you have any questions along the line please use the chat function on the right hand side and I will endeavor uh to make sure I ask Mats the questions but as you can imagine I've already got some things lined up for him so Mats are you ready I am ready thank you so much um... Perf- perfect perfect so Mats for people who don't know you I'm assuming a lot of the IKEA people who are logged in already know a bit about you, but let's assume there's some people on here that don't work at IKEA yeah. currently. Tell us a bit about yourself. Okay, I'll start uh, with that.
1: Um, so my, my name is uh, Mats Johansson. I am originating from uh, uh, Småland, uh, outside of Älmhult, uh, where IKEA was founded in a small village called Eneryda uh very close to Agunarid and enter which is one uh, with two cities the two the two villages uh connected to abbreviation of Ikea um so um when i grew up i always kind of think but thinking that this place is is it's not uh, not big enough for me um i need to go out and see the world uh, somehow but still i had a very uh, strong family connection so if i could kind of work with the biggest company in the region and see the world, but still have a conne- connection to, to my family and my home, that would be the, the most awesome uh, thing to have. So um, when I grew up uh, more and more, and, and um, especially when I went to high school, when I to actually go into to um, to to study in Elmult, then the town in, the, in that area, uh, I got exposed to more of the IKEA world uh, just seeing the big IKEA campus, all IKEA companies there. Uh, my my older brother's friends, who was working there, uh, especially in IT, was just giving me so much inspiration that this is actually uh, probably the future for me. I mean, here yeah, I could have a shot at, at working here and then see the world, and uh, uh, and then just kind of get get that out of me in in my system that. Um, to 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 really be something uh, with myself and uh, to, to potentially also have a good career um so um that in combination with that i'm a, a gamer by heart uh started already back in the 90s uh, when i got my, my cousin's first computer and uh, just trying to, to max out the, the spec on that computer to, to play as many games as possible it just made me uh Feeling that, or it started to then grow that combination of working with computers and working at IKEA potentially could be an option here. And um, so, um, already then, when I was 13 years old, and I got inspir- inspired by my brother's, one of my brother's friends who really made a good career as a software engineer at IKEA, that this is probably the right thing for me. So, I decided then when I was 13 that in 10 years, I will do whatever he does. Uh, so I set up a goal and then I started to focus on it. And ten years later, uh, at the age of twenty three, then I got my first software engineer job at IKEA, so I, I made it through. Uh, so so that's kind of the start, at least of, of my journey here.
0: Uh, uh, who, OK, so you're living both your dream and you're doing your passion as well. Absolutely. Uh, and also, I mean, the
1: passion—not uh, only with working with the, the company that I love, uh, IKEA, is also working with the websites. Uh, uh, I started to build websites already, also in in the in the 90s. And uh, me and my my friend we became pretty good at it, actually. So, uh, and we did this for fun. Uh, we created uh, websites for for friends and families and our football club and, and whatnot. So just to kind of come combined, this was just uh, amazing and great and and, and now I'm, I'm heading uh, the the subdomain Akeya in technology that is is uh, delivering the web platform so i'm
0: I'm living the dream I would say uh, that's for sure and, and for people who don't know uh, that domain how big is it so
1: right now it's it's roughly 100 people uh, in 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 my domain um that is is working then across uh, with, with product management with engineering with data and ux and uh, but of course the majority is in, in engineering uh, where i'm accountable and um, and but i'm also acting product manager as well for the area so i'm i'm both kind of uh, finding the problems prioritizing the problems and also then trying to make sure that we can solve them as well so I'm talking with myself quite a lot at the moment and um, but it, it makes a uh, uh, it takes uh, not so much time to to take a decision so that's good at least for now um,
0: so, so you've told us about the aspiration to uh, want to work with the yeah. uh, aspiration to be a software developer. the thing we're missing though is what is a a tech person yeah wanting to go down the engineering manager route and look at these large domains. Yeah. Tell us about that part of the story. When did that desire start? I mean, I think uh, at that at
1: age when, when you can kick off your career, you kind of only want to, to start somewhere, I think. Um, yeah. um, but I mean, the, the industry, the, the big companies that they, they can offer supporting your career and in your beginning of your career are quite 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 a lot of them. They are are already starting to pitching at the university. So if you kind of feel uh, supported in in taking the next step, but it's kind of okay. who should I kind of decide on uh, was one of the the challenges, I think, for many. But for me, it was quite obvious. So uh, so when I had the chance to to uh, apply to do a, a master thesis, uh at the like um and, and got it then they, yeah of course i knew what my next step was uh but it was still i had so much respect for the workplace and everyone i thought was so smart and knowledgeable and i felt so small uh, but i had my i had my goal and my focus i should get this job because i decided that 10 years ago so i just continued to just strive and, and uh, have a really, really good attitude against work. And my colleagues uh, doing the master thesis job, um, uh, just wanted to kind of always be on time, always come prepared, always come with questions, um, uh, and, and just make sure that, that you stick kind of uh, in people's mind and that but, you build
0: up like a trust with people. Um, but, but, but why? why not stay as a software engineer why no, you see you see you see yeah. plenty of people who stay as a software engineer for 20 years even yeah. some of the freelancers we work with i'm a java developer in 2000 i'm a java developer now why why not that roots and why engineering manager
1: so i also have that very connected to my personality uh i all i've always been taking care of my friends um mm somehow in school uh, or being the captain of the football team uh, when we went out clubbing or whatever I've always <laughs> been the, re- the the responsible one taking care of people and uh, and just making sure that we deliver in the end and uh, that things are turning out well so I've always had this responsibility with me um so it felt natural for me to... Of course, oh, and, uh, it felt natural for me to kind of uh, apply for a leadership position um, pretty early in my career, but mm. I, I didn't have to because um, when they did the first personality test, uh, when I was uh, recruited as a software engineer, uh, they saw that I had a, a, a leadership profile. So um, when a consultant was leaving his job uh, as, as the problem manager, as we called it, more or less the the manager for the support of the application supports then back in the days, Uh, they said, ah, but you have a leadership profile. You're only 23. But what the heck do you want to try? So I was actually (laughs) I I worked for like a half a year as a software engineer before I started to lead people uh, in that. And um, it was pretty funny. I was then kind of telling people who had more than 20 years of experience what to do. Uh, but I did it in a way that I motivated them to help me and to help solve problems uh, mainly, uh, not only to deliver, deliver new features all the time, but also I should take responsibility for the, for the customer experience. Uh, so I actually, they they thought it was so funny. I was so, so young. So they called me Mats 23 for quite a few years. Like, Mats 23? <laughs> 23. so i was very connected to my my age then and and, um and and that stuck for at least a good 10 years i think um um so um, but i yeah i've just felt that that is i mean why why not combine the best things just technology and uh, leading people to to solve problems and uh, to solve problems is is the best thing in the world uh, for me so
0: matt Right. did when you when you took the role um I see quite often uh, and I'm sure a lot of uh, listeners right now will be have seen engineering managers almost have to do two roles, yeah, where they're still expected to do 80, eighty ninety percent coding and eighty ninety percent management uh, and and get paid only a hundred percent yeah, uh, how was it when you started? Did you have the freedom or were you expected to go above and beyond?
1: Um, I, um, I actually, I was, I'm very effective, uh, in mm-hmm. my work, I would say, uh, I always structure things so I can get the most of every day. So I, I, of course I've been working many hours, especially when it's new things coming in, but, uh, I could actually go home every day after being working eight hours of feeling I have done, I've done exactly what I should do today. Uh, yes. And been, just by delegating, by trying to optimize things, by having clear expectations, you can be very effective at work. Um, so I've worked out like this this structure to never have any kind of if you are gone for for a week, I mean my emails will be hand managed very very quickly after, after that uh, after that period, for example. I don't want to have a backlog. In, in any case, uh, so I found figured out ways how to to deal with a, a big load of, of uh, incoming things all the time. So. Um, and, and I think that has made me also appreciate it because I'm I've always been very active in responding in being active towards uh, the organization and the people around me that um, I've been pulling out questions or answers rapidly. Uh, for 16 years now in the web area so they know who to turn to and who to to trust kind of to to have at least some direction or some guideline or some help
0: uh, for them Uh, and for those listeners who um are the friday evening still has 65 emails to go through what, what 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 one piece of advice would you give to them yeah i would Absolutely focus first on the
1: on your organization. So if you have people in your organization sending emails like people reporting Mm. to you, for example, or at least part of of your of your unit somehow. Prioritize them, take care of them and then skip the rest for that evening. Uh, And of course, people say, "Ah, but shouldn't you focus on your business stakeholders or your managers and whatnot? No take care of your organization first, it will it will be the best decision because they they will help you in responding to the business stakeholders and your managers with good results. And then they can understand that, yeah, much is busy with this organization delivering good results. So just having that mindset of Mm -hmm. prioritizing your organization rather than prioritizing those uh, above you, uh, I mean, it's. You should, of course, you have need to have respect for them as well. But take care of the organization, uh, and then skip the rest and
0: take a vacation or take the the weekend. You know, that's my my recommendation. So. That's good advice, right? I'm I'm going to take us into the past here, right? So um, you were fortunate enough uh, that you had a natural leadership, and that was uh, seen on a, a recruitment test or onboarding test, let's say. Um, But during those, uh, let's say, from 23 to 28, yeah, um, software engineer, dream company probably felt a lot of pressure, engineering manager quite young. What were the challenges um, and and how did you deal with them? So the
1: the problem or or, uh, um, the challenges, I mean, is to motivate people to to, – I mean to help out and to complete things to and or to communicate and to, and to focus. So I've been working all along my career with finding motivators in people. Um, some people uh, need to kind of you need to get closer to um, to people in order for for making it easier to to get the job done to delegate something. So I've been working a lot with building strong relationships throughout the career. Um, main and, and also in some cases that's been combined with with gaming for example that we had uh, friday gamings every lunch uh, on fridays we had gaming and then i tried to to make sure that so many people that i had a connection to was invited to just build up a relationship because that would just work out well later on as well when i would need some support or when they need support from me so it's trying to find uh, find ways to build relationships has, has kind of been uh, my way forward. And I think it has been a, a, thing, a successful one because um, yeah, it's the people that started to build relationships now, they are leaders all across IKEA now. So mm-hmm. that has helped me uh, every year, every month, almost every day to, to kind of build these strong relationships from the start, just finding stuff outside of work uh, that that can make us friends more or less so it's very very important i think it's just you should be professional but don't sit alone try to to be as as social as you can and try to find things to to kind of make people uh i mean be happy
0: around you uh, mm, so that, i'm, sure, I'm sure, sure there's a few uh, people listening now that are probably uh thinking uh, which games do the people at ikea play <laughs> so we were playing uh, StarCraft,
1: and we were playing uh, Modern Warfare, uh, especially the number two one. Uh, I know. So um, and then we also had one group playing uh, Lord of the Rings: uh, Battle for Middle Earth. Uh, and we still do that. Once uh, every every Christmas, we we gather around a big table in, in the Malmo uh, and play. So. Uh, we bring our laptops and it's just it's
0: just uh, so much fun so. so so early on you realized the fundamental challenge was finding how to motivate people and you've um and you saw the route to that was building relationships was yeah. was there any other kind of glaring uh challenges early on yeah. in your career that you had to um I mean, I also
1: something that I've been very passionate about is uh, is also the, the I mean the commercial aspect of things. So that we're actually a part of a money making machine. That we are we're here to to make money for for the company. That we are we are a direct impact on the e-commerce. So to have the, I mean uh, to always think about the value that we are providing to our business and to share, for example. How much we're selling every day or every minute or every hour has always been something i would like to share with people so they understand that perhaps this is something if we have a problem we need to fix it pretty pretty fast because we're losing <laughs> money so so that has also been a motivator that, that i've been using as well just make sure that people are understanding that they're part of our business that i uh, care with the business uh, and um, sometimes when you're working in technology it's you kind of get disconnected from that but you are there for a reason you're there to make the retail business grow and and to operate so um and and uh, that made me also i mean when i uh, through my career i got more and more responsibility for the operations of ikea uh, ikea.com mainly then through vendors or, or through our own capacity uh just just with that thinking making sure that we we are um that yeah we need to make sure that we are not losing money that we're still gaining money and then uh, i was looking into all of these uh kpis or or metrics we have out there okay how can we make everything better how can we make a customers experience better on the website so just starting to deep dive in and creating uh, performance budgets uh Trying to make sure that we were faster than two seconds in order for customers not to to uh, feel uh, yeah um, that nothing was happening with the website. So already early on I started to, to 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 really be an ambassador for this and uh, pushing this out to everyone, making sure everyone understood understands this. Uh, that people understand money, so uh, that's mm. that's something that I could always uh, bring up. Uh, but still, making it with the humbleness, and uh, and uh, of course, we should have a, a really good work-life balance connected to it as well. So it's not like we should um, stress ourselves to death every day. We should have an, a positive stress. Like mm. the, the more good things we do, the more improvements we do, the better the company will will, will be. Uh, so um, so, but it's it's you need to have the combination of that. Uh, commerciality and, and
0: work-life balance. I was going to say um, culture. Uh, the word gets thrown about quite a lot nowadays, uh, probably because of the importance of it. Um, how has culture developed in your mindset in terms of how, how teams should effectively operate uh, over the last what 20 years? So, um, yeah, I mean, it, It has been a huge change at IKEA
1: uh, Mm. the last 16, 17 years I've been around. Uh, First, I was one of the last software engineers to be recruited Uh, before we started to before our management started to think ah, we shouldn't do this work on our own. We shouldn't have that capability to build our own software. That should be done by freelancers. Mm. Uh, And that grew into kind of becoming a challenge that all of a sudden, IKEA didn't have the capability to build software, and mm. then the next step to actually start outsourcing was pretty. Uh, the next step was close to it, so we started to to outsource and did that a couple of times, which made us into a managed control organization, just kind of making sure that the vendors were delivering according to a scope,
0: mm.
1: thousands of requirements to be fulfilled. So we became kind of <laughs> a centralized bureaucracy company kind of who didn't who only had money as a motivator instead of like yeah culture to 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 build great software with great teams mm. so um but we we are right now in a in a totally different world since three four years back uh, we're building up our own software engineering capability we have recruited hundreds of software engineers and engineering managers uh, that is now all focused on, on delivering then products in an empowered product team setup with product engineers, data, and UX as one product team, uh, where we're delegating problems rather than feature requests. So um, we are onto something really, really good. Uh, I think the efficiency we have now of solving problems for our little business is like fivefold or probably even higher. Uh, and uh, and we can also work with our budgets in a better way. And and I mean we are demystifying everything as well. I mean, what part of our market our landscape is not demystified now? I mean we have so many more brains now that this can make everything just fit together and we can replace a uh, really, really expensive license platforms with our own software now. Uh, and that's kind of a natural thing now. So now when we are modernizing, we are, we are actually not buying other platforms. We are building our own platforms in a very future proven way, which is a very, very motivating place to be. Um,
0: so so, so when, when when you're bringing in uh, the engineering managers now yeah um what kind of culture what kind of culture do you expect they to them to breed within their teams yeah. uh, and what type of people do you actually look for so i i do look for
1: uh, people with a great attitude i mean how how they are behaving towards me and others Already in the recruitment phase is super important. I mean, if if they are, if they are not active enough, if they are not like optimistic, if they are not creative or uh, I mean driven as well or hungry, then um, uh, then I wonder if this is the right person. So already, just not looking into any other aspect, just what's the attitude of this person that that is a game changer for me, because that tells so much about what will be done later on if, if the person gets CEO. So like, what's their work ethic? How's their problem solving? Will they be responsible? And, and so on really, really key factors for a leader. Um so uh, I know for a software engineer, we need to look with a different lens because we have introverts who are perhaps not uh that can't perhaps show their attitude I- in in the most extrovert way perhaps that i'm describing it now uh, mm-hmm. and i also have engineer managers that are a bit more introverts but but more the attitude the attitude towards work actually that you want to make a difference that's that's super important um, and because if you don't have that attitude and that then the, the culture in the teams will also be impacted
0: Right. So, um. how I was going to ask actually, Matts, um, you're obviously in a different role now um, than a, um, an engineering manager, as such. Yeah, okay. uh, you're much much wider scope. Um, yes. How's how's the change been from that time when you had six, seven, eight developers to what you do now? Kind of what what's been the challenges on that part of the mm-hmm. journey?
1: yeah so i've uh already like more than 10 years ago i've been been helping out managing hundreds of people so it's mm. it's so so the, the shift was already i mean ramp we ramped up quite heavily uh, already yeah. at start for me uh, the first years it was like six seven etc., cetera and then it went up to hundreds kind of when i was starting to to work with uh, uh, the head of, of the web department back in the, those days. So um, I became kind of the the sidekick, the kind of all, we didn't say the deputy, we called it assistant, which was perhaps a name I didn't like so much, but I, I was, um, yeah, I was into all the details in both development and, and, uh, and the delivery and the, the support afterwards, just making sure that everything was just working out. So I've been kind of in this position to work Kind of with on the macro level, quite quite for some uh, quite some time. But it's super important. And when you have so many people, that uh, you st- you learn how to delegate, and everyone can delegate, that's not the problem. But how can you delegate and and uh, and still understand what's the outcome, kind of, of your delegation? So I've been yeah. always. Uh, following up on on the things that I've been delegating, and you don't need to to make so many comments per thing you delegate or what do you what you want to really focus on the next time you meet that person. Uh, but it's just to have that you delegate responsibility, but you're accountable still. You can't just let it go. You can't let it. Go. And but if you delegate with responsibility. You will make the person you delegate to grow because you will be then seen as interested in that person's job, the responsibility you have delegated. So uh, you will not only make your life better, your work life, because you have delegated some piece of it, but you will also make the person that you delegated to, to grow because it will be recognized, it will be exposed. Um, mm. And I always wanted other people to be exposed for their work rather than me. So if we have an opportunity for someone to share uh, something good that we've done, a milestone, then I don't want to be the one saying that. I want to, the person that delegated to, to be the one on the stage. So sometimes I have the opportunity to be on stage as well. But I always uh, ask the person uh, that has
0: done the job to do it instead.
1: Because
0: that's how I work. So. How how are you... Are you... Um, thinking about the size of your organization, developing uh, leaders mm. constantly is n- a necessity, never mind a challenge. Um, you talked about building relationships, you talked about delegation, but is there any other keys to building great leaders? Building great leaders.
1: I mean, it's to work with expectations, I think, to uh i mean I've, I've seen throughout my years where where leaders have failed and it's when when they have not put out clear expectations or and goals as everyone is asking for don't have clear goals where but i think that's not the case anymore uh to that extent at least, it's, it could always of course be improved but just working with, with expectations it's uh, it's super important um doesn't have to be so much but i mean Everyone just needs to understand kind of what's ex- what expected in order to, to, to understand if they're doing a good job or not. So the people are not doing that, they're not working with feedback uh, is, is probably not not accelerate their, their career in
0: leadership or uh, in management and some, uh, so That perfect. Okay, I'm conscious we've got some questions that have been coming in. Yep. Uh, so if you've got any further questions, this is the point where I'm going to start asking them to matt uh, A question from uh, Nirmal uh, Kumar. Yep. Uh, I think we touched on this, but maybe in response to Nirmal, what aspects one needs to focus on as a software engineer in their journey to become an engineering manager? Yeah, if you could just answer this, Nirmal, is, so, one thing.
1: I mean, if, if you have that ambition, you need to show it in the team. You need to be the one taking responsibility. I mean, to uh, if the engineering manager is, is not available, I mean, take lead in, in the stand-up. Take lead in and uh, in doing the, the backlog refinement or whatever type of activity that, that's normally landing on the EM. Uh, I mean, just... Just try to fill in, fill the gaps. Um, be be available, um, and and also try to represent the team when also when, when communicating to others. Uh, just try to expose yourself and, and show what you're made of. Because if you don't do that, why should the EM uh, bring you forward as as a, as a talent or as a um, that's someone that we we should start to work uh, work with education wise to become a leader uh, or an em. So uh, it's just to, to to do the job. Uh,
0: show yourself. Show what you're made of. Yeah. Um, perfect. Um, a message from Sophie. So, what's the best advice you would give uh, to people uh, when leading people through change and difficult times?
1: Yes. Uh, I actually have a recent example in, in, in my work at the moment where we have conflicts of interest, and um, and then it's it's the best thing you can do is to just to listen as to everyone involved uh, in the conflict if you have the opportunity. But try to listen to as many as possible, and don't rush it. Don't rush to to the trigger. Um, try to let your subconscious to a lot of the work, what, what should I say? What should I communicate? What should I do? Don't react too fast. So that is kind of my, my own kind of tool now after I've gone through several uh, leadership educations uh, with focus on just listening. So listening on a deeper level, try just to kind of extract everything, the feelings, the opinions, everything, uh, but try to get that from as many as possible and then let the subconscious work. And then all of a sudden, when you're in the shower, you have the solution.
0: Uh, so th- that is something I can I highly recommend to work with. So. Perfect. Um, a question, a question from Johan. Um, back when you started at uh, IKEA, what language were you coding in? And then, secondly, follow up. Um, what languages and what cool things are IKEA doing at the moment? Yeah,
1: uh, so I started, uh, uh, my scripting uh, kind of career, uh, with PHP and JavaScript, uh, moved over to Perl and Python a bit, or uh, it was not, not Perl, I think so more like script scripting languages. Uh, and mm-hmm. then, uh, it was, uh, XML and XSLT and, and uh, XHTML. So, um, so I was a front-ender, uh, Yeah, that was my profile. Um, and then, uh, so what cool things we're working on right now? I mean, yeah, what are we not working with? Uh, <laughs> so in in my so on on IKEA.com on the retail website, we have fifty product teams that is working on <coughs> all of I mean working with delivery to fifty markets. Uh, so we have and with the markets also having. Uh, Capabilities of teams and local uh, extension solutions. We have 100 teams kind of operating at Kia.com today. Mm-hmm. So, just to try to navigate that what's going on there is it's quite <laughs> challenging. So, we have demos uh, on a bi weekly uh, matter. And then, on a weekly matter, we also have a product update, as we call it, where each of the customer experience areas are sharing what they're doing. Um, <laughs> So, so um, it's so what I'm what I'm focusing on in my so I'm kind of the matrix manager then for potentially thousands of people uh, that is, is working with something to the website, but I'm responsible for for the platform, which is architectured in a way that everyone can have a a release independent delivery. So every team can work on a on a fragment of the website without it's being impacted by others, which I think is super cool. So we can have. 50 teams then working on the same page uh, without having conflicts. Uh, so that's super cool. Uh, but what we are working on? where well, I mean, we are, we are navigating into the future, looking into how can we deliver uh, uh, kind of a more dynamic delivery. Uh, mm. Right now, we are delivering the same website to everyone.
0: Mm.
1: Can we make it more uh, interpersonal personalized one instead? So, and, but how do we do that with the scale we have? I mean, we have 4 billion visits to, to the website on a yearly basis. I mean, we have like 27 <laughs> hits per second or so. So it's, it's so much traffic. So how can you deliver different alternatives of the website with that scale? I think, that is I a think... problem that, I, that I, I'm super engaged with and we're exploring new uh, edge technologies uh, to just find, to find the right compute for that. So. Yeah. So, so that, wow. I think that is the coolest thing we're doing now to to personalize and to and also then enable large scale A/B testing. Uh,
0: Four billion. I think one billion of those are are uh, my mother. <laughs> she loves IKEA. <laughs> She's a big fan of IKEA. So, yeah, awesome. yeah you probably. Um, let's have a look. So, a question from our newsletter. Um, when you do make use of uh, tech uh, data product freelancers, what do you look for in a freelancer that you might not look for in a, a full-time employee? So right now, it's I think the... Since I've been converting
1: quite a lot of freelancers. So I've recruited quite a few freelancers uh, and I'm sorry for that.
0: Don't worry about
1: it, don't worry about it, as long as you hire someone. We cannot <laughs> have made uh, our recruiting process for freelancers almost the same as for employees. Did it? Right, but yeah. of course, the, the things that we are, uh, which are different, is uh, of, of course the more softer things. Um, like we could i mean we could prioritize a specialist skill over perhaps team building skills in some ways but whenever Mm. we have done it too much it has been a problem so because we don't want our brilliant jerks either so because that's toxic for the teams (laughs) so it needs to we need to kind of find uh find a way forward where where also the recruiting managers, normally the engineering managers reporting to me, um, are just putting their expectations out and they're doing their assessments and and they're, and they're using their gut feeling. If this, is this a nice person or not? Because having nice persons is really key for IKEA. That's part of our culture. We should mm-hmm. be very nice to each other and it should not be a hostile environment and uh, we should not compete with each other. So, um, So, and we really want to build uh, teams now with with all kind of uh, skill sets as well. So we have started accelerator programs in order to bring in more junior uh, software engineers as well to the teams. I mean, uh, a couple of years ago, it was only mid-level and seniors. Uh, And now we have a, Mm -hmm. a, a lot of juniors, which is amazing for the diversity of the teams and also how you see things to get the kind of a new generation coming in. So we're building new software with this as well. Um, but it, it's, it's, of course, you you need to work with your, with your capacity when you're bringing in juniors in that sense. Uh, but I've been always telling the team, so it's better to build for the future than stress at the moment. So uh, so we need, potentially we need to reduce the sprints of it when we have new people to take care of. So they can be productive as well. So we always need to work with that balance. Um, um,
0: a question from Keshav. Um, how is the day of an engineering manager? What's a standard day look like? Yeah, standard day for me then, which is one level up, low
1: head of the yep. engineering. Um, it's a lot of meetings. Uh, I think, yeah, we're very good at having meetings, I think. But we try to filter them from the software engineers as much as possible. But we are yeah. looking into a lot of, of course, what what should be our strategy, what should be our roadmap, uh, what type of tech debt do we have, how do we work with our dev um, dev's metrics? So how is our operational mm. state? Um, and then it's a lot of, of course, bureaucracy. Looking into, I mean, right now we're in a in a startup talk phase so starting up the year we have a financial year starting in september so putting out uh, goals for personal development and also performance goals uh, that takes quite a lot of time now Uh, and we really have a big focus on on that the people we recruit should have 20 percent of their time in learning so, um, um, and I think we're, we're, we're quite aggressive in that, actually. But that doesn't mean that 20% of your time should be off site or should be in a learning platform. It could also be that you are learning on the job. But we also are having boot camps internally to, to just let people ac- accelerate in in uh, learning a new framework language or being excellent in, in cloud. Uh, uh, so um, we, we have a serverless program now. So, it's so we, we're spending a lot of, of time on that, Um so, so just to orchestrate that and also to orchestrate cool things like hackathons is also, of course, taking up time and, and, and uh, meeting vendors, taking care of, of uh, making sure that for, the, for those things, in for example, an in infrastructure um, that, that we have deliveries in, that that relationship is working, um, and then, of course, we need to report, we need to report to our management. Um, on financials, on people, on uh, on deliverables, um, OKRs. So but I'm, I'm kind of a, <laughs> I'm a debrief guy uh, right now. I'm debriefing management, but also I'm debriefing my organization. So I'm, I'm talking a lot uh, at the moment. I have mm-hmm. a lot of one-to-ones, uh, which I love. It's,
0: it's the best thing,
1: so. Um,
0: okay, yeah. um, and then finally, If I'm uh, not one of the people um, at IKEA listening to this, because I can't reapply, or maybe they could reapply internally. Um, But if I want to um, try and work for IKEA, how do I go about it? Can you please repeat the question again? Yeah, if I'm one of the listeners who's listening now who are thinking... I like this guy i'd like to work part of i'd like to be a part of matt's organization or even ikea as a whole how would i get in touch
1: yes so you can of course reach out on linkedin
0: uh but please then write the message
1: uh, that is appealing as well to me like uh because i get so many linkedin requests it's uh it's crazy uh how much i get uh, and i normally only get uh, uh, like an uh, a request sent, and then never any messages from that person, even if they want to network. So, All right, okay. so if you want to connect, please, please write why and 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 have a like, I mean, share your focus or share your goals. I mean, why would you like to work with me and Aki and, and so on? That w- that would help a lot for me to prioritize that person and and to engage, uh, of course. Um, but we have always uh, an open ad out on join, joininca.com. Uh, it's our uh, recruiting for our portal. Uh, and if you want to be a free, uh, freelancer, you can. I guess you can reach out to Chris. Uh, so, uh, and the
0: evolution. Yeah. Or Sophie, or Gemma, yes. or Charlotte. All exactly. those people. So, um, and we all we are we have. I mean,
1: since we have the best of the best, I would say in the industry in software engineering, at least in in this region of the world. And we have some turnover people as well that is working to to learn something new in two to three, two to three years. And then they're moving on. So we have some turnover as well. So there's always kind of opportunities as well um, to to take a spot in in one of the 13 teams in my
0: area. um, Max, Max, you've been an absolute pleasure to speak with uh thank you for so much for sharing your journey um and thank you to all of those listeners who sent the questions for those who questions we've not had time to respond or if you send them in uh we will endeavor to get those uh, answered uh but thank you so much max thank you so much chris that's been a pleasure as well take care out there Cheers. thank you for listening bye everyone Bye.